welcome to Kamesh Rebels. We're on episode five of season two. My name is Advita Patel. I'm Jenny Field. And I'm Trudy Lewis. And today we are going to talk about regrets and failures, something that we don't often talk about. And I think it's going to be a really interesting topic. So I want to hand over to Jenny to do the introduction. Thank you. So this is on the back of reading The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, which I read in November 2020 and then promptly recommended it to everybody. And I know, Advita, you then listened to it very quickly, as did you, Trude. And if you haven't read it, there's no spoilers in here, so please don't feel like you can't listen to it anymore. But the book is is all about regrets and, and the life that you could lead. And it's a book that I recommend all the time because it can bring a real sense of calm, I think, about decisions that you've made, but also gives you an opportunity to just reflect on things, things that you've done in your life, things that have happened, and whether or not you made the right decisions or the wrong decisions, but actually you're you're in the life that you're kind of meant to lead. And I think it's just a really interesting conversation. And after we all read it, it then just exploded in our WhatsApp chat of <laughs> conversations about, do we have regrets? What do I regret? What would you regret? What would you, if you said what if? And all of those things, which is what made us decide to come on here and just bring that conversation to everybody else. So yeah, I guess what are those regrets or what if moments that you might have had? Oh, do you know what? It's such this topic. When I read that book, I was just blown away with it. I love that. But you, you both of you know this because I waffled on about it for, for weeks <laughs> on <more> end. <laughs> I know it wasn't you weeks on end. And when I got a follow from Matt Haig, who wrote the book, I was just like in another <laughs> in another world altogether with that. I was like, oh my god, the author's followed me because that book really did make me think a lot about regrets. Because I, you know, and I try not to, I try, we always say, don't we, don't look back, you know, the decisions you made were the right decisions at the time, and it led you to the path that you're on today, and all those kind of cheesy quotes that we kind of, especially me with my quotes, as you know, like I kind of convinced myself, but then there have been moments in my career where I have thought, why did I do that? Why did I not like stick to my guns? And why did I not push a little bit harder? And why did I feel like I couldn't have this conversation about my career progression and what if I did you know what if I did have that conversation what would I be doing right now and don't get me wrong you know I love I you know I love what I do right now and I do believe and even though it sounded a bit cheesy I do believe all paths have led to who where I am today but I also do think that sometimes a part of regrets I think some of our regrets do come down to the fact that we feel that we can't talk about failures and we can't talk about certain decisions that we make because it's just unheard of right some people don't really talk about things like that and we might say oh what ifs and what ifs but I'm thinking of a particular scenario really and I want a a specific story where I was told in an organization that in order for me to broaden my skill set a little bit more I had to do different roles within the organization to kind of build my comms skill So I worked on different projects. I worked on bringing in a new app. I worked on a transformation program. I worked on group comms. I worked with CEO. And then um, then someone, you know, said to me, you need to go and, you know, go and get some other experience over here. Then I I did. I I went and did that. And then the person who took over my last job that I was told to leave to get more experience was the one that was given the promotion over me. And I do think to myself that like, why did I why did I move then? Should I have stayed? And the and one of the you know um, after I had this discussion with people after I left the organisation, people said, oh your your visibility dipped when you moved on to a different program which wasn't part of BAU. 
which is why you probably weren't recognized for the stuff you were doing and I was and that was a I say regret and I say it loosely in this part because it has led me to be who I am today and what I'm doing however I did think to myself why did I why did I not just stay you know why was I so keen to please so many people all this advice that was thrown at me go and do this go and do this go and do this go and do that I went truly I should just followed my gut and my gut was saying at the time just stay here be patient it will pan out for you in the end but I, I didn't so that if we're talking about regrets I suppose that is my regret that I didn't follow my own gut and mm. I went and followed everybody else's gut if you can <laughs> I don't even follow anyone else's gut that sounds really weird but you know what I mean I other people's a mental image of you just following around these random stomachs yeah, it was just like, like on legs. Legs. yeah um, well I think I think for me I um it did resonate and it was one of the reasons why it resonates is because I do a lot of self-reflection and in doing self-reflection I I do look at regrets I remember when I was much younger because I'm old um older uh, <laughs> uh when I was much younger I used to always say to my friends I'll never have any regrets I'll never have any regrets and as you get older you realize that it's not necessarily that they're regrets it's that you recognize things that you could have done better and you recognize things that you should have engaged with that you didn't engage with or opportunities that you should have taken that you didn't take and that applies both for my personal life and my career and there have been so many times that I've looked at decisions I've made within my career. I, I did, I had, um, for a period, I had a bit of a bitty career where I dipped in and out of contracting. Uh, and this was quite a while back. And I, it, to a certain extent, feel that that did hurt my progression because it slowed it down. But then if I, if I really look back at it from a different angle, I absolutely enjoyed those times. I enjoyed the work that I did and I had I got some really great experiences out of that. So I can look at the bad and the good out of the regrets or the fate or what you could call a failure um, without it being overwhelming, which I think is key, not kind of letting it overwhelm. Mm. And one of the things with the book, especially the early part of the book, I've, I, I felt a little bit overwhelmed by how dark it got with that level of reflection in the context of, am I going to give it away now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, yeah, it, I mean, it is dark at the beginning. I've said to people, like, it might be quite triggering at the beginning. So, yeah, so you know, it bear was, that in mind. Was a little bit like that at the beginning. And I kind of felt that that was more of a focus, but then it did link into how I, how, how I would kind of self-reflect anyway. And over the years, kind of just thinking, oh, I really should have done that better or I really should not have done that at all. <laughs> um, that was a wrong move. But it's, I think the trick is, isn't it, for us to keep going, it's to not let it, not beat yourself up about it. Mm. And I think, I mean, I always used to have a thing when I was younger of never leave a situation saying what if, mm. which gets you into all sorts of trouble when you're in your early 20s. But <laughs> that was kind of, you know, my mantra was like, I don't want to to walk away from something and always wonder what would have happened if I if I'd done that. But I I think there's you know that film Sliding Doors for me. I don't know if I think you yeah. two. Oh, love um, it. Okay, great. I know so you have often haven't watched the films, so just checking. <laughs> uh, but that is it's almost that, isn't it? It's that kind of what could have been and and those little moments that impact everything else that you do. And there are definitely things in my career. The gut thing, I think, is really interesting. Like, I remember going for an interview and thinking, in my gut, 
don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> and I did it. And a bit like you, I wouldn't be where I am today had I not done it. But mm. the learning for me is in some ways, don't listen, don't ignore those little niggles that, that kind of come in because there's there's a reason why that's there. And I think you have to work that through of, okay, well, why is this little niggle here? Why is there that doubt? What's it, you know, talking to other people or just working that through on your own? I think that's really important because that will stay with you forever of, oh, I wish I had, you know, not done that. But there is also something about not wishing, not wishing it because it is the life that you're, it is the life that you're leading. Like you can't go back and change something because then it wouldn't have been the life that you led. And I look back at things in my life and even some things in my personal life where I've had relationships that have been, you know, really challenging, left me, you know, very broken and definitely not the, the person that people would see today. And, and it would be easy to say, oh, you know, I really regret getting into that relationship. But actually, I have a strength from that that allows me to bring forward that strength today. So there's there's lots of things in there that I think make you the person that you are. But I do think there is also something about that, just accepting it and embracing it and celebrating some of those things that we've done that maybe, you know, were a failure or are seen as a bit of a regret. But actually, we are who we are. Mm. Absolutely. Totally. I think that, you know, everything that you said was just absolutely spot on. It's it's if we had gone a different route, if we'd made the decisions, we'd done it perfectly. What type of people would we be? And it wouldn't necessarily mean that we would be these these kind of super successful people out there who've who've achieved everything that we're supposed to achieve. We might be weaker people as a result of it. We might not have as much personality or be as interesting if we'd lived these perfect lives. And I don't think that's possible at all. And so, you know, that's where I think embracing failure, embracing kind of the things that you haven't managed to do is the best way forward. Because mm. if you if if we sat down and said, oh, I wish, I wish as you said, you can't take it back. You can't switch it back into this life that you'd like to have. Unlike, I think it's in the book as well. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can't switch things back. You've got to almost own the things that have happened, own the decisions that you've made and, and kind of just move on really. You make it, you make a really interesting point about the whole perfection piece as well. And I do think, mm. you know, we talk about this all the time about comparison is the thief of joy. We've talked about it before on here of, you know, comparing yourself to others on social media. And and I was talking to a friend the other day and and we were talking, you know, big birthdays are coming up in some of my circles. We're all 21, I know. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking about, you know, what have we, you know, in some places, what have we got to show for the life that we've we've led? And it's so interesting that comparison piece and, and the friend I was talking to has traveled a lot and you know lived abroad and I, and that to me is amazing I've never done anything like that so I'm like god you, you know you've done loads you've you know you've traveled you've lived abroad you've done this you've done this but we often don't see those things in ourselves we don't see the the achievements that we've made because to us they're just kind of what we're doing every day but recognizing that and celebrating that is so important but that pressure to to not take risks and to not fail and to lead a life that's got no regrets because it's just been magical and wonderful like I mean that's just not true like there's no one I know that has a magical Disney life no 
No. And if they if they say they do, they're lying. Totally lying. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that they're definitely yeah. And I do think we do get ourselves in a in a, and I am I will put my hands up and I was definitely one of those people who did wallow in sometimes thinking, oh what if and if I did this and if I did that and if I went here and if I did that, you know. And it was only, I suppose, a, a bit of this comes with confidence as well, you know, like building a confidence in believing in your values and who you are and your purpose. And as soon as you're comfortable with that and who you are and you don't have to validate yourself with anybody else really you know you're okay with those decisions that you make because you made it based on your beliefs and values at that time and I think where I struggled with my regrets and I would now 100% say that I don't see them as regrets I do say that now at the time I, I did see them but I think I recognize now because I've learned to understand myself a bit more and I just don't think we do that enough I don't think we we're we're in we're in a world with so much noise and so much distraction and people's opinions are continuously being thrown at you through our social media forums and sites that we're on and those loud voices and I've spoken to both of you about the word power right and this is what really and I'm going up a little bit of tangent here because I just want to kind of bring this in and I've spoken to so many people who have said to me oh, but they're so, like, they're really powerful. Like, they've got such a powerful voice and they're so powerful. I'm like, and Jenny, you said it, didn't you, in, in our messaging, like, well, it's not power over, it's power with. Like, mm. what's powerful? They're only powerful if you allow them to be. Mm-hmm. And I suppose some of the decisions I made about, oh, I should have stayed in that job and and maybe then I would have got that promotion or whatever. I think I was, I think the regret I have, I think the regret isn't, the decision I made, but I think the regret I have is that I allowed other people's opinions and other people's power over me take me in a direction I didn't want to go in. Oh, I felt I, I shouldn't have gone into. I should say not that I didn't want to go in. I was happy to do that role, obviously, and I learned a lot, and I, and I don't regret the role. But I think what I do regret is the way other people make me. I allowed how I allowed other people to make yes. me feel. Yeah, and I think when I and that book is what why I go on about that book because that book kind of implies that when you talk about the main character and you know her journey in in, mm. in discovering who she is and it's it is all about how other people make you feel and that's the regret I have now at my ripe old age of 21 <laughs> <laughs> I have discovered that you know that is what I reg- if, if I have any regrets in my life is that I didn't allow myself to stand up for who I was and my beliefs and my values and I allowed other people to have power over me and Mm. tell me what I should be doing and where I should be going and I you both of you know this I'm a chronic people pleaser so if somebody tells me at that time to go and do something I went because I wanted to please them and I wanted to show that I was listening but in fact that you know in all honesty that's my regret my regret is that I didn't stand up to people as, as often as I should have done and I hope anyone who's listening to our episode today and feels like they're being pulled pillar to post and the stronger personalities who are pulling them to think a certain way or whatever that they actually take a step back from that but this is important I think you've just hit a nail on the head there because it's important about whose advice you listen to yeah and you know we've talked about this as a topic for season three because there's definitely something about you know whose advice you listen to investing in the right advice for me, there's something about the consistency of that advice. But there's so many people out there that want to give you their opinion. We are three of those people. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, you have to you have to find the right space for you. And that's about getting the advice that, that is aligned to your values, aligned to your purpose, not something that's not 
unchallenging. Is that the right way around? So you don't want to take advice that's just telling you what you want to hear. But yeah. there is something about listening to the right advice because everybody has an opinion on everybody else. Everybody's got an opinion on what you should be doing, where you should be spending your time, all that stuff, because it's something about society and in our nature to do that. But there is something from a, from a regrets and a resilience space in terms of the power piece of, you know, who is it that you're going to listen to? Who is it that you're going to have advice from? You know, we love a Brene comment, don't we? And she talks about ignoring the cheap seats. And that was really helpful for me when uh, we were talking about doing my book and stuff and, you know, that absolute fear of that going out and people hating it. But there will be people that won't like it because it's my opinion and that's okay. But if you're not stepping out coming forward, then I'm not going to necessarily take your views on board as much as I would others. So there is something about guarding your energy, I suppose, and thinking about where you're getting advice from, because you could spiral into a world of regrets if you're getting advice from someone that thinks you're not living the life that you should be living when actually it's your life. Yeah. But some of that comes from knowing who you are. And I'd say to, to Vita's point earlier as well, that some of the reactions that you had to people were probably tied into the fact that you needed to grow up in yourself, grow up in who you are and understand who you were as a person and who, where your strength lies. And I think that that is exactly the same with what you said, Jenny. It's like, yes, you, you who do I listen to? But then if you're not strong in yourself, if you're not very strong on, you know, I know who I am, I know what I stand for, I know what I believe, and I know who I'm supposed to be, then everything that people say to you will sway you from one side, you know, pillar to yeah. post. You'll be, you'll be going everywhere. And I think there's a real importance of coming to that place of understanding who am I? You know, what do I stand for? You know, am I a person of value? Do I, do I kind of, uphold integrity is this important to me or is that important to me and and tied into some of that is understanding one our purpose which we talk about all the time but the other part is also understanding our values you know what what are the what are the values that we hold and when we've got that strengthened within us when it comes to all of the naysayers and all the people kind of telling us you know the little gremlins on our shoulder and so on telling us rubbish we're then able to shut them up and I think it's really important to shut them up because then you you stop going down paths that you don't really want to go on. And 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 that's really critical. Yeah. And that's when regrets, that's when you don't have a regret, right? Yeah. To to an essence. Because if and I know for the last four years, and uh, three, 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 four years, I've worked on my confidence a lot and understanding who I am as a person. And yesterday when I did my confidence workshop, I spoke to the, the group that I was uh, working with about understanding their beliefs and values, Trudy, because that is the pinnacle moment. Like you, once you know what your values are and what, you're, what, you, what you believe, like you 100% just said, if anybody is kind of coming into your space and telling you how things should be, because Jenny's right, you know, we've all got opinions and all three of us have got very strong opinions <laughs> and we really want people to believe our point of view and <laughs> oh, yes. it's really important <laughs> that they believe our point of view. However, you know, and, and the same as Brené says, you know, don't listen to the people in the cheap seats, but also if you were everyone's cup of tea, you'd be a mug, right? And I have to remind myself of that on an occasion. And I said that to the group yesterday that there will be people that you cross paths with who will try and persuade you to believe their point of view and that's fine that's within their right to do that because everyone is allowed an opinion it's how you decide to whether you want to listen to that or not and if they if they're in your cheap seats because all three of us you know will be in someone's cheap seats like totally 
I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm I'm self-aware enough to know that I'm not going to be in everyone's (laughs) VIP. It's okay. It's okay. So as long as we accept that and we, we stay true to our values and which is why I go on about doing your values exercise and taking that time out of your busy day, or as I now call it, by the way, and thanks to Lucy Sheridan, who's a comparison coach, a vibrant day. Because, you know, reframing your mind and all we that. We do. And we don't like busy. You know that. We don't like busy. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, we don't like busy. So, you know, if you look at your vibrant day, you need to try and space, take out that time for you and, and try and understand exactly how you feel about that news article that you read or those tweets that you saw or someone's opinion that, you know, rather than just jumping onto that bandwagon and then going down three months down the line and going, oh, I wish I never... I wish I wasn't so aggressive in that tweet that I wrote because they were wrong, actually. Now I think about it. And that's when that regret comes in, don't you? Mm. Whereas if you're true to yourself and you're true to your belief, then maybe that that will happen. Or maybe I'm just now living in utopia (laughs) (laughs) because... You stay in utopia. It sounds delightful. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I I do wonder if there is just something about whether or not it's linked to kind of risk and guilt and all shame and all the stuff that we've often talked about when we're thinking about those regrets and those things that we kind of feel like we haven't done and and how much of it we pull through into every day like how much of every day is like for me there's a whole thing about weight right I've grown up constantly probably on on various diets of some description I've done nearly all of them right so you know yeah haven't we you know a lot of people have and Reading the book really helped me make peace with, you know, who I am, my size, my shape, all of those things, because we all want what we don't have. I mean, I was showing about my curly hair in lockdown because I was getting to the point where it it was just not (laughs) just needed to just go curly. And I've never kind of shared that that publicly. I've always straightened my hair and and I've gone back to kind of straightening it now. But I now feel like it's okay to have curly hair in a work setting, whereas I didn't for a long time so there's just something in that I think about the whole weight thing and just feeling okay about it and the book for me was really powerful with that was you know I could be a really really slim and I could work out every day and I could do this but would I be as happy as I am now because I am genuinely really happy in my life at the moment does that actually have any bearing on it and I think that's the thing is is we get bogged down in things quite a lot and we get stuck in our own mind quite a lot. But actually, what's the impact of that on what we're doing? Like, how much does it really matter? And I talk about this quite a lot when it comes to things like Twitter, because Twitter can feel like a really powerful place. And and part of that is because of what Donald Trump has done with it and how that's become so mainstream with, you know, news reporting on it. But actually, it's something like 3% of the world's population are on Twitter. And when you realise that, you kind of go, oh, my God, like this is just ridiculous how caught up I can get in this and how much I care about this. And, you know, so I think there is just having that sort of reality check moment with ourselves of does this really matter? And how impactful is this on me and what I want to do with my life? Or is this something I should be putting my attention to? It's so interesting. Something Advita said so a while uh, a while back or recently even (laughs) about you know it's not my fight. You know I don't need to go there. And and I think that in itself it says yeah I'm clear about the fact that yeah I've paid attention to this thing. Yes I'm aware of what's going on, but do I need to take it on board? Do I need to do anything about it? Does it impact where I'm going? Not necessarily. And I don't need to go down, go down that route. And that's, that's a kind of sign of strength that you've reached that point in your life where you can say, actually, I don't, I'm bigger than that. I don't need to go there. Or I'm going to go there, but intentionally, because 
I know that I need to make, I need to do something about it. And, and that's really important as well. But all of that ties back into who you are as a person and what you're here to do. You know, it, 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 it really does. And I think it's really hard because I, you know, I have a conversation with people about purpose and they say, Oh, I didn't think about, I, I can't think about that. It's too big. Or I don't know how to define what that is for me. And you hear that over and over again. But the reality is, if we don't understand at least some of it, or if we don't take the time to understand some of it, some of these basic things that we're talking about right now become more difficult, become bigger than they really are. And so I I think it's really important to to self-evaluate, to figure out, you know, what, what is it? Where am I headed so that people can't sway me, so that news and information can't impact me in such a big way? Who am I in this instance that I can say, do you know what? I did make mistakes, but those mistakes mistakes have made me stronger. I've learned lessons from them. And I'm using that to make better decisions going forward. Yeah. And it's all about reframing. And, I, and I learned, I've learned a lot about that in the last few years, about reframing those thoughts. So rather than saying, mm. oh, I regret it and what if, it's about actually, what did I learn from that moment? Mm. What did I learn in that moment when I made that decision? And what did how, how has it helped me be the person that I am today? And it's about not using that kind of terminology at times that can really help us grow and develop. And I don't think, and Trudy's 100% spot on, I don't think, I, honestly, I know we made a bit of a joke about it at the beginning about all oh, past lead to where you are today and all that. And, and it is, it, in a way, it's kind of true. It does kind of bring, you know, make you who you are today. But you need to do, you do need to have a hard stop somewhere. If you feel like you're losing control of your decisions and you're not being able to make the decisions on your part, and we all, we all have moments of this, to be fair, you need to kind of take a step back and really evaluate what it is that you want to be known for and what is it that you know what what's your passion and it doesn't need to be some grand manifesto or a purpose statement or anything like that but understanding a little bit more about what's right and wrong for you would really help I think get you allow you to understand actually it wasn't a regret it was a decision that I made in that point in time that allowed me to be the person that I am today but like I said to both of you I think and I will and this is something I need to work on myself but my regret and I will say it's a regret, is allowing people to have that power over me mm. at that time. And that's something I do need to work through. And that chronic people-pleasing thing is something that I'm still working through. And it takes a lot of effort for me to say, Trudy, and I did say it's not my battle or my fight to get involved in that, because my one of my values is fairness, as both of you know. It really triggers me, and I feel like I need to step into that and defend that kind of situation. And so I have to really take a step back in that moment and not go in with my ragey hat on like I often do <laughs> and, and think twice about actually what am I what's what am I achieving in mm. having this conversation but what you also what you do is we talk about it together because when we talk you yeah. know we said earlier about listening to the right right advice or having those people around you you know we talk about that and we check in with each other like am I am I going too far here is this a bit ragey like do I need to step in and we talk about that and then we will then make our own decisions based on that conversation but having that space to kind of share and talk about it is really important I also think there's something about the purpose thing of people getting a bit stuck in well what's my purpose and sometimes it's just about giving yourself permission to lead the life that you want to lead if that life is about you know my purpose in life is actually just to lead a really healthy fun enjoyable life with my family like that's absolutely excellent like don't anyone ever think that that's not an absolute goal in life we can get really stuck in the purpose of the grand like you were saying like the manifesto type thing 
but it's having that permission I think to just lead the life the way you want to lead it and not look back and think if only I'd done this then this is what my life would be like now because that is a complete false thought that is because you've got because in fact who knows you might end up in exactly the same place that you are now just incredibly unhappy because you chose that path well that's what happens in the movies you know they kind of (laughs) yes you know when you watch a sci-fi movie sorry going off piece but you know and they'll they'll go back in time and yes. they'll and change something, but then nothing has actually changed. Yeah. So it's like that start, film. Don't get me started on time in movies. I can't oh. get my head around it at all. Every time we watch something with time, I'm like, they would know because they've gone back and spoken to them. So this exactly. is not a surprise. Exactly. It's like that butterfly effect. Have you seen that oh, film? Yeah, I can't. Butterfly yeah, effect. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny, can't, Jenny can't cope with those kind of stuff. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Because time isn't, isn't linear. And all. I just, I can't. I mean... Even what was that one that they all went into inside the dreams again and again and again? What was that film? I can't remember. Going to actually be divorced. I can't remember this. But Tenet came out, and I haven't watched that either because that's all about time. Like I just, I can't. I just, it blows my mind. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a bit like that. And and I think, in a sense, whether it's true or not, those movies they they also t- teach a lesson, don't they? They kind of say, well, you know, we might think that by going backwards or by redoing things that we can fix it, but we can't necessarily fix anything. No. So no, unless, you're Martin, unless you're Martin McFly in Back to the Future. <laughs> unless you're Marty. You know, it, it literally is that because in reality, we can't change things that we've already, that have already happened. We have to just live with it. And I think, I think it's the living with it that we have to kind of, take the strength and say right I need to be strong about living it I know what I need to do going forward (laughs) I can't let this take over my life you know otherwise otherwise if you think about it that whole way of thinking and being can just literally cripple you yeah and stop you doing anything definitely I'm going to share a quote from the book I was looking for it while while you both talking and this is what this is the quote that made it for me really so one of the quotes in the book says if you aim to be something you are not you will always fail aim to be you aim to look and act and think like you aim to be the truest version of you embrace that you-ness endorse it love it work hard at it and don't give it a second thought when people mock it or ridicule it most gossip is envy in disguise I just love it it always oh. makes me cry just listening to it again. Like, I mean, oh, I laughed honestly. and cried all the way through the book. I thought it was really brilliant. That, that quote, I think, quote. says it. And I think, yeah. should we should we end this on a couple of top tips? Because we like to do that, don't we? We do, yeah. We Give do. Give a couple of top tips. So the what the biggest, I want to go and share one top tip, actually. Uh, and my top tip, and I've said it throughout this conversation today, is take that time out to understand your beliefs and your values and the best thing I did for myself was a values exercise to really understand what my values were and I kind of knew what they were you know you get an indication you're you're growing up and you kind of understand that but I I just wanted that kind of a a deeper understanding about why I felt the way I felt and why I made the decisions that I felt so if you're going to do anything at all then take some time to understand your values and if anybody wants to do a values exercise then I, I recommend that you check out magnet effect and we'll share it in the show notes uh, at, at the end so you've got that. But I've also got um, a value sheet with loads of values on there that you can that you can circle and all that. So I'm happy to share that if people want to DM Carmage Rebels 
uh, and I'll make sure that that's shared. But do take that hour, two hours to do the, your values exercise. And it'll take you longer. Values, you know, it's not an overnight thing. It takes time and, and energy. But do do spend that time. It's one of the best things I've done for myself, definitely. Some of the things that I would kind of suggest is is that whole thing around owning what's happened in the past not letting it overwhelm you and focus regrets on lessons learned so turn them into lessons learned uh don't look at them as massive disasters because they're not you're able to overcome any of those things as long as you look at them in the right way so it's about changing your attitude and focusing on well how can I learn from this how is this how has this helped me because at the end of the day, yeah, it was bad or it might have been really bad. But I I can see I can see how it has it has made me a better person, whether it's more sensitive, more aware of things and how you can help each other. And another another thing for me is get some real great friends around you around you. We've got some friends here. <laughs> but I, I think and, and I say real because you need friends who are going to be real with you about what's going on in your life and that you can share honestly what's going on. Don't negate having people involved in your in your world and how that can help you to grow and help you to overcome some of the things that really make you feel bad about, <laughs> about your past or even make you aware of when you are people pleasing and you need to stop it, you know, because real friends will tell you when to stop doing something and 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 take the time for self-reflection it's really it's really useful mm. you're making me think a lot about resilience actually so I'll pop in the show notes some of the blogs on yeah um on my site about resilience and, yeah. and some of the work that I've done on that because there's so much of of this that we've talked about is about building that resilience in you I've got one tip it's a very simple tip is to read the book because <laughs> if you haven't read Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Honestly, there isn't one person that I couldn't recommend it to. I listened to it while I was walking, which I really enjoyed. And then I bought the book to to be able to read it again, um, because I think it's brilliant. So that is my that is my one tip for today. Great. Nothing groundbreaking. Just, you know, buy a book. <laughs> it's an amazing book. And hopefully Matt Haig is listening to this podcast because we're, we're obviously going to tag the life out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> and irritate him until he retweets this episode. So Matt, if you were listening, well, honestly, we love you and we think your book was amazing. Yeah, so please retweet our podcast episode. <laughs> I still got my target. I know. I've got my target to hit. Though I still haven't hit my target. So. Yeah, twenty thousand. Like, yeah, not a way to go. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please click subscribe so you get our new episodes as soon as they're released. If you want to reach out, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram as Calm Edged Rebels. We're always up for a chat. So please let us know what you think and ask us any questions you might want us to cover in future episodes. We're also all on LinkedIn and always available if you want to get in touch.